Sylvia Hernandez de Stasi is the co-founder and artistic director of the Actors Gymnasium, where she is also the master teacher, choreographer, and director of the Professional Circus Training Program. And if it sounds like I'm reading that out loud, it is true. I am reading that out loud because I'm reading it from the program of Looking Glass Theater's um, uh, current production of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, where Sylvia has created these amazing um, scenes of underwater action um, using the circus training that she live, grew up learning and uh, performed in Ringley Brothers. Um, is any of that wrong? None of that is wrong. Yay! Good start. We're off to a very good start. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 605, The Actor's Gymnasium. The Actors Gymnasium in Evanston, Illinois is a Chicagoland institution and the creator of fabulous physical storytelling and a home for terrific actor training. The Actors Gym has a long-standing relationship with Chicago's Tony-winning Looking Glass Theater, and Looking Glass's current production of 20,000 Leagues Under the Seas was my excuse to finally get to chat with the Actors Gym artistic director and co-founder Sylvia Hernandez de Stasi, who began by telling me, or at least trying to tell me, what the Actors Gymnasium actually is? It's actually so many things, and we've spent 22 years trying to work on an elevator statement, like, yeah, this is what we are, and it's, it's, it's been like, no, that's too long, that's not an elevator statement. <laughs> it's elusive. <laughs> um, we call ourselves a physical theater school and theater company because yeah. we do produce a lot of our own shows um, with a huge emphasis on circus. Like, yeah. the circus physicality is at a different level because it's it's mostly circus that yeah. it, we're known for. Yeah. Um, circus physicality, meaning I can climb a rope, I can hang upside down, I can, you know, do a monologue by, you know, hanging by my foot. While you're um, twirling in yeah. a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just, and, you know, we do other things, you know, we dance and we do theater, mm -hmm. drama classes and mm -hmm. uh, clowning classes, uh, American clowning, or not American clowning, a new, nouveau clowning, or whatever you call it these days. Yeah, right. Um, but we are a physical theater school with a huge emphasis on yeah. circus. We, we called ourselves a circus school, but that's not what we started out to be. Right. We started out to be a training ground for actors, you know, and wanting to add a new physicality to American theater. Well, and you come, you, you, you talk about the circus physicality. You come by the circus physicality, uh, honestly, because you, I think, am I right, Liter literally grew up in the circus? I did. I literally grew up in the circus. My mom and my mom was in the circus when she, during the she was given to a circus family during the war um, in Germany, and she traveled with that family for a while. And then she left that family, worked for another family that went to Cuba, which is where she met my dad. They brought my dad over to America, and they got together, and they were like. My dad was like, I just want to do circus. So he just, and then when we were born, every one of us, one by one, we were like put into the act. And, and that's just the life I knew from, you know, a very young age. Right. Um, and, you know, when you grow up in the circus, the circus is your playground. Mm -hmm. You know, you, 
swing on the trapeze because your friends are, you know, that's what your friends do. Sure. And you learn to ride a unicycle and juggle because your brother is juggling and you don't want him to be better than you. So you just, <laughs> you just pick up all these skills yeah. and it's all a game except for the one that you're, yeah. you know, the one that's your job, yeah. you know. Um, and that was, for me, that was teeterboard, which is acrobatic, flying, you know, into a chair and all that. Um, and on, when I got to Ringley Brothers, I was in my early 20s, but I was the oldest acrobat on the show, like in that display of 30 acrobats, I was the oldest one. Everybody else was like 12. Right, you're like, an old bag of 20. I gotta yeah. go, I gotta go. Yeah. Um, so opportunity arose that I moved to Chicago. So basically I ran away from the circus with one of the clowns <laughs> and uh, just ended up here. And I had some really good friends that, you know, started introducing me around. And that's how I started working with Looking Glass who were, we're gonna do the Master and Margarita. We wanna fly and use circus apparatus. Do you know yeah. anybody? And my one of my close friends who runs Midnight Circus was mm -hmm. like, I know a girl, you should give her a call. Um, and that's how we met. That's so great. And it's so great that you ran, you ran away from the circus, <laughs> yeah. not off to join the circus. Um, well, and, and, and talking about the physicality and the circus skills, it all, it's, you're using these all this physicality to tell stories, yeah. right? That's the main purpose. Yeah, well, that is, I think that is the little, the different, you know, my, not aesthetic exactly, but my philosophy is not so much, which I grew up doing like, let's do the biggest, scariest trick and wow the audience and take a risk. And, mm. and I'm all about that. Um, and I, I respect that. And I did it, you know, for a long time. And there's part a part of me that is like, if you're not taking a risk, then, why? why? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, why should the audience watch it if, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also feel like, you know, now I've come to this, I've come to this place where you can challenge yourself physically without perhaps risking your, you know, neck, you yeah. know, every day, you know, but you could come up with a, a different way of, you know, making the audience feel something that they probably wouldn't feel if you were sitting at a kitchen table right. talking about, you know, falling in love as opposed to like seeing some of them fly through the air because that's the feeling that love gives you. Um, right. And it doesn't have to be about, oh, I'm taking this big risk. It's more about I'm doing something that is um, elevating the visceral experience of it. Yeah, that's so, elevating the text and elevating the emotion of the moment. The other thing that I really love to do is I love to hire an acrobat that can like act and and do fancy stuff. But I really also love hiring an actor who doesn't know their their um, what their yeah. boundaries are yeah. and pushing those boundaries yeah. and getting you know someone to do something for the first time is really exciting for me. Um, and 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 that's kind of just like my little personal thing. Like I go to the show and I see you know a new young acrobat who's like I don't know what you want me to do, and I and he's flying through the air. That's not Micah. Micah actually was very skilled coming in. Right. Um, but when someone new does something that they were like, that's, that is amazing. That is life changing yeah. that you know, that you didn't know what you knew. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, it's like teaching, it's like somebody learning how to speak Shakespeare or learning how to play the saxophone or, 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 or learning how to use their body in a new way. You've taught them a new language yes. with which yeah. to, to express themselves. I, I like to, I, I do like to think that. Um, and I, you know, I work with kids, and I walk into a room in the actors in the actors' gym, and I'm. It's the first week of camp. They're nine years old, and the, by the end of the first week, they're climbing ropes, like all of them. And I was like, this. I had this realization this week. I'm like, 
they don't know how awesome they are. Yeah. You know, they're so taking for granted that these kids, these 80 kids in this room, or not in this room at the time, but, right. you know, that this four-week summer camp will produce is, you know, a, a kid that has found their, you know, strength. Yeah. Um, and I, and then from that, I also see it with, you know, like college-age students. And then I see it with adults. I'm like, oh, wait, this is really cool. Well, and they're here because they're not here as, oh, my God, I've got to take PE class right. and I hate it. They're here because they, they see it as a means to an end, as a means to either expression or revelation or something. It's not just a – they're here for a reason. And it's also – it's also non-competitive. Yeah, I always stress, yeah, like, yeah. you know, well, I had one I, a perfect example of of everybody, but these two little girls, they were probably both 11. One was a really good actor and a really good dancer. Mm. And her best friend was just really strong, and she could climb the rope the first time, and she could get up, and she wasn't scared of heights. Mm. And the little girl that had all these other skills was like, I'm not good enough. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, you are dancing and you are, you know, you have that powerful, you know, that actor, you know, that powerful voice. And, you know, and by the end, they came, they were equal. Like yeah. they, the one learned to be more right. graceful and the other one learned to be, got stronger by four weeks. And I was just like, if, if everybody, I think if everybody just did that, they, the world would be a better place. <laughs> This is Steve Smith, former director of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We're taking the summer of 2018 off, but you can still get plenty of incredibly reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both the Amazon and independent bookstores in the US and the UK on our website. And our fall of 2018 tour dates are now online. We're performing Long Lost Shakes, The Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged, and the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revival in Nagadochus in Austin, Texas, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, New Hope, Pennsylvania, Athens, Georgia, Tahlequah, Oklahoma, Pasadena, California, Saginaw, Michigan, Lynchburg, and Harrisonburg, Virginia, Lewisburg, West Virginia, Chickasaw, Oklahoma, Columbia, Missouri, Stovermont, and Livermore, California. And since I have you here, I'll let you know that in the first half of 2019, we'll be performing the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised in Wingate, South Carolina, Morristown, New Jersey, Lancaster, California, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Houghton, Michigan, St. John, Minnesota, Reston, Virginia, Appleton, Wisconsin, Lubbock, Texas, Amherst, Massachusetts, Flint, Michigan, River Forest, and Effingham, Illinois, and Norfolk, Virginia. And we'll be giving two performances of William Shakespeare's Long Lost First Play Abridged in Los Angeles at the Broad Stage in Santa Monica, California. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. Now back to my conversation with Actors Gymnasium Artistic Director and Co-Founder Silvia Hernandez de Stasi. I feel lucky that as a kid, I was I had to take a couple of ballet classes because my younger sister was a, a dancer, a real dancer, and um, and I'm not a dancer, but I learned to move. You know, I learned to hold myself in a way 
that that makes me not a graceless old white dude. You know, I mean, I I, I can move with a bit of grace, and I and I think it's it's so, this kind of fa- physical training is so valuable. So your camps are, are are for kids, but they're also for grown up actors as well. Yeah. Well, we got we have several. Like I said, we have the actors' gym is nonstop. We have camp, <laughs> camps for kids. We have camps for teen, not teen. We don't call it camp. It's a summer intensive for teens, 16, right. 16 and up. And then we have an adult intensive for eighteen and up. Um, and all these, well, you know, they're different walks of life. People coming in for different reasons. We also have our pro training program, which is a nine nine month program Ooh. where people come in and they are adults you know 18 and up mostly between 18 and 30 mm-hmm. um, a lot of um, theater makers coming in trying to not just gain new skills but just gain a new perspective of sure. what is possible um, also you know circuit people that are very circus gold mm-hmm. like I want to you know maybe audition for Cirque du Soleil sometime um, but the main reason of the pro training program for me is to build an all-around performer like not just like i can go do theater i or or i could go to the circuit you know be in the circus i want it to be and i could do that i could you know do a musical theater i could do musical theater i could you know i could do corporate events i could you know go to la and just have that knowledge that i could do something that perhaps they would CGI in, but I would know that I could do it. So I'm walking in a room knowing I have a level up against, you know, against other people. Well, and and, may, or maybe be a motion capture actor, yeah, you know, that yeah. who knows how to move. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of my friends are, a lot of my friends do that. I've not had, I've had students go on, you know, to like train more and get hired by Cirque du Soleil companies. Yeah. And I've had people go on to, I, I work a lot, a lot with Northwestern students, sure. uh, sophomore North sophomore major sophomore theater majors all cut through my door. Okay. For a quarter, a circus quarter, oh, a movement quarter that is circus. Um, That's so great. I, just, yeah, I mean, when I when I when people ask, so what's what's cool about Chicago that I don't know about? Actors Gym is one of the things that I tell them because because awesome, awesome. it's just it it's like it it really is unique to Chicago. You know, and uh, it feels like, oh, God, if it, it seems like actors from around the country or the world could go, oh, gosh, is there a way I could come to Chicago for nine months and take the pro intensive? Well, that that's kind of that's kind of my goal. Yeah. My focus is getting, you know, actors to a different level or performers. I should yeah. say performers. Yeah. You're not in air quotes, just an actor. Yeah. You are an actor and all these other things. Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. you're a, a well-rounded performer. You, getting back to the current show, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Some of the most, some of the most beautiful moments, and this is what I was hoping for, were these underwater moments, of that were filled with. Well, I mean, your credit is circus choreography, but it's 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 but it serves to tell this underwater story of people in air, and it was so beautiful. And that, that's the thing I don't associate with circus beauty. And that's my own limitation. But I've come to now appreciate the beauty of movement in space to tell a story. Yeah, well, I, again, really lucky when, you know, that I've been working on a couple of different shows uh, back to back to back to back. And and my challenge is like, how do I get, you know, how do I tell this part of the story and not do something I've already done before? You know, just so with 20,000 Leagues, they were like, well, you know, we want, you know, an underwater thing and an explosion. And I was like, I have these ropes that I 
put in for one of my shows and I'd really like to try to use them in some way yeah. so we like played with some different ideas and um, but I you know I was thinking about this the other day a huge part of my success is because of the des- the rest of the de- designers on this show mm. you know it's not like oh that, that circus stuff was amazing no it was the design it was the costumes it was the lighting it was the sound the integration it's like the whole absolutely yeah, it's the collaboration it, you know not you know not just like oh they did a flip in the air it's just like oh you I gave them this, they layered on this and this and this, and then I get credit and I'm like, well, I don't think I should be getting all that credit because if it weren't for costume lights and sound, I wouldn't be nowhere. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. When we were finished recording, Sylvia told me that in addition to the lights, sound, and costume designers, she forgot to acknowledge her rigging designer, Isaac Shep, who figures out the mechanics of how to fly and spin the actors the way Sylvia wants them to. As it happens, you can hear my podcast interview with Isaac by going to ReducedShakespeare.com and searching for that podcast episode's title, Juggling for Jesus. You can also find out more information about the Actors Gymnasium at actorsgymnasium.org and you can find more information about 20,000 Leagues Under the Seas and how to get tickets at lookingglasstheater.org Then send us your examples of underwater physicality to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website reducedshakespeare.com You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener and the RSC is now on Instagram too at reducedshakespeare.company And you can follow the Actors Gym on Twitter, too, at Actors Gymnasium. Thanks, as always, to grounded aerialist Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Susan Bradford. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Steve Smith, not only another circus alumnus, but also the former director of Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Clown College and the current creative director of San Francisco's Circus Center. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 605, 1815ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. So you toured with Ringling Brothers with my partner, Reed Martin. Did, did you teach Reed everything he knows? Uh, no. Uh, he came in with all those skills. We were just friends. Um, I remember um, when I was on... Um, Ringling with Reed I think he gave me plays to read and I would read them with my little brother and I would say you read this part and I'll read this part it'll be fun Um, which is kind of amazing and I just I'm just super grateful for you know when you get old you're like oh I am so grateful for these people who have touched my life and I just wish I could get back and say thank you I was supposed to say something I, I, I mean I wanted to say something snarky about Reed but I just can't I just don't have anything This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. less.